0: Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football. And this week coming to you from the World Cup in Brazil. I'm Steve Vickers together with Solomon Ashoms and Stuart Weir in Rio de Janeiro. And we are so excited to be here in Brazil for the greatest football tournament in the world. Well, on the show today, we assess the performance of the five African teams here in Brazil. It has been a generally disappointing start for Africa. Ivory Coast are flying the flag for the continent, and we hear from one of their travelling fans. Brazil
1: is the the land of football, and everybody is passionate about the game. So that's why we share this passion, and we're here to support the team.
0: And we speak to one of the chaplains with the Cameroon team and find out about the pressures that players can face. So they are actually carrying the pressure of
2: more than 20 million Cameroonians and everyone is expecting them to, to win, you know.
0: So that's all coming up. First of all, such a shame to hear about the deaths at a viewing centre in Yobe State in Nigeria, where fans gathered to watch a World Cup match. And uh, sadly, there, Solomon, there was a suicide bomber.
3: Yes, uh, it's so sad to hear what happened in Damaturu, which is the capital of Yobe State in northern Nigeria. Uh, about 21 football fans died and quite a lot of them in the hospital and uh, it's very sad, you know, football is all about celebrating and having a feel-good time. What can we say? We can only say, you know, speedy recovery to those who are injured in the hospital and also those that lost their loved ones. Uh, We just hope that God will just help them to comfort them as they go through this
0: period. Yeah, our thoughts are with those who are affected. Well, uh, here in Rio, we're having a fantastic time. Uh, We've had some fabulous weather. It's actually raining today, our first rainy day. You might be able to hear the drops as we're sitting on our balcony, uh, got some thick dramatic mist on the green mountains above us. It's been a brilliant tournament so far. The atmosphere is amazing. Stuart and I have been to games at the Maracanã Stadium. Also, we've been to fan parks and seen football-crazy Brazil fans. And down on the Copacabana Beach, you'll get to meet football fans from so many different nations. Well, that's the good side, and not so good has been the performance of the African teams. Going into Saturday's matches, Ivory Coast are looking like the only hope that Africa has of getting through to the second round so where shall we start Uh, maybe Nigeria who have to beat Bosnia and draw with Argentina most likely to go through after being held to a real surprise nil nil draw by Iran Uh, Stuart what did Nigeria do wrong there well Iran are coached by Carlos Keros and many
4: people may remember as being an assistant to Alex Ferguson and I thought that technically he just got it right better than uh, Stephen Keshi. That they realised that they were inferior to Nigeria, but technically they just blocked Nigeria,
0: stopped them playing and were absolutely delighted to come away with the result. Yeah, so not a good start at all for Nigeria. Really painful was Cameroon losing to Mexico and Croatia and the first African team to be knocked out. And it's really the way that they're playing so poor, lacking discipline with Alex Song getting a red card against Croatia where two players fought at the end of the game. And Cameroon have now lost six games in a row at the World Cup Finals. And since they made it to the quarterfinals back in 1990 and delighted the world, they've been to the World Cup five times and have failed to get out of the group stage on each occasion. So, Solomon, what happened to the indomitable Lions that we once knew? Well, I think Cameroon has really
3: lost it over the years. Yeah, If you look at it like right from uh, the continental football in Africa, uh, Cameroon has not been able to qualify for the last two editions of the Africa Cup of Nations. So it says a lot about Cameroon and football though they have very talented players across the world that are playing in Europe especially uh, but at the same time there's just something wrong there's always problem with the administration Uh, their play here at the World Cup just shows a team that lacks structure a team that lacks discipline and really they have to totally
0: change the team. Uh, Quick word about Ghana we never fancy their chances in the group of death. Uh, Losing 2-1 to the USA in their first game but the quality of that team really should have got a better result than that Uh,
3: Small mistakes cost that for Ghana. They played so well Uh, they they were in possession uh, of the ball for much longer than the USA. Ghana really need to Sit down now and say, "Okay, look, our last two games, we have to get the six points because that's the only way, you know, probably that we're going to get through to the next round.
0: Stuart, what about uh, Algeria? Uh, Lost 2-1 to Belgium in their first uh, match, having been ahead 1-0 for much of the game. Yes, I mean,
4: Algeria led the game for, I think, 45 minutes. Um, And then, ironically, it was Maren Fellaini, uh, who has sat on the bench at Manchester United for most of the year, who came on to the pitch uh, and scored an excellent header. I think that Belgium are a very strong team. They're really one of my dark horses for the uh, World Cup. And Algeria were always going to be struggling once they get back into the game. You know, they sometimes say you score too early in a game. And perhaps if Algeria had. got the goal later and didn't have to hold on so long, it might have been possible. But I think Belgium are a a top European side and probably Algeria were always going to be doing very well even to get a draw with them.
0: So, Solomon, by the end of this weekend, most likely all of Africa's hopes will be pinned on Ivory Coast if they make it out of the group. uh, what can we expect from the elephants? Well, the elephants started well,
3: obviously getting the three points and then losing their second game. But now they have the, the last game to play against Greece, and I think what I would expect and what we should expect from Ivory Coast is to see maybe Solomon Kalou and Didier Drogba for the first time starting the game uh, because he came in and he showed uh, that you know he's really strong. Maybe you start with him. Maybe he plays for he should play for 60 70 minutes if he can you know play that long. Also, Yaya Torre, I-, I felt he's not. Not been able to play as much as uh, I expect him to. I expected him to take shots on target. I expected him to not just create uh, uh, goals or keep possession of the ball, but to to have scored a a goal already. After two games, I was suspecting Yaya Toure to have gotten the goal, but unfortunately he has not done that. But I hope the game against Greece would be his opportunity to do that.
0: And uh, the young right-back Serge Aurier, just 21 years old, plays for Toulouse in France. Uh, He's injecting something new into this uh, elephant side, I think. Well, let's hear from one of the travelling Ivory Coast fans who Solomon met on the Copacabana beach here in Rio.
1: I'm a big fan of Yaya Toure and Jadroba and we have so many players in the Euro- Europe League and both playing in France, in Italy and uh, we are confident we've, we've been in the second turn.
3: How many of uh, the football fans are here uh, from Ivory Coast?
1: We are roughly 3,000. Uh, 3,000 3, people, just yeah. to support the elephants? Just to support the elephants. I mean, coming to the World Cup, people have seen in South Africa, that's a great, great, great experience. And Brazil is the, the, the land of football and everybody uh, passionate about the game. So that's why we share this passion and we're here to support the team. Okay, so some of the people that are here want prizes to be here? Yeah, they want prizes to be here. And uh, some of people also save, have a lot of savings to be here because uh, the experience is unique.
3: Now, for, I mean, for an Ivory Coast fan, tropical Ivory Coast fan, to come to the World Cup, it must be costing him a lot of money if you don't get a sponsor, obviously, if you don't have the money.
1: I think um, uh, it's a question of passion for us, and then most people that love football can uh, save money for that. And it's I've been like two years that some people are saving money to participate in the Brazil uh, World Cup. Uh, being in South Africa was really uh, exceptional, but being in Brazil is also exceptional. So we have to feel the same, uh, like we are being back in Africa to play the, the World Cup. So, I mean, that was a great experience.
3: And knowing what football means to Ivorians back home, you know, knowing that Ivory Coast has been through a lot uh, of civil war and fighting, the World Cup must mean a lot for a lot of football fans.
1: Uh, as you say, the, the World Cup is mean a lot, a lot to us. Because, you see... Um, uh, Walking in this environment, which is violence and all that kind of thing, is quite difficult. So basically mentally and even uh, talking about economy, that was really difficult. But we are out now, so we have to, 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 to take advantage of that and then be sure that we are sharing passion with everybody in the world. And we are part of the game and basically we are celebrating every match. Where do you see the Ivory Coast team playing all the way to... Uh... Yeah, I'm sure that we'll pass the second turn and then we'll manage to, to get to the quarterfinal. That, that was my wish, but I'm sure we
0: have the opportunity to do that. Well, let's hope so. That's an Ivory Coast supporter, and we wish the elephants all the best. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. I'm Steve Vickers in Rio de Janeiro, together with Stuart Weir and Solomon Ashams, We're here for the FIFA World Cup Finals. It's a rainy day, our first rainy day here in Brazil, and uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful country. Now, on our Facebook page, we're putting up posts game by game for the African teams to get your thoughts. Famara Baji gave us his views on Nigeria, saying their chances are now in jeopardy. He thinks there were a lot of things lacking in the game against Iran. He says creativity was lacking in the midfield. The cutting edge was not good, and there were lots of poor crosses coming from the byline. And Famara Baji in the Gambia, very upset with Cameroon's performance. He says complete failure, complete shame, and complete disappointment for Cameroonian football. For the fifth consecutive time, falling at the same place, it shows that there's something going wrong somewhere. There can't be success without adequate preparation and proper management in Cameroonian football. And Famara ends by saying shame on the players and on the football authorities. And Keba Van Sawane says the Elephants had a good start. I believe they can advance to the next stages of the competition. Uh, Planet Sport Football Africa is the Facebook page, and that is all one word. Now, we might think that it's an easy job being an international footballer, getting to go to the World Cup and other tournaments. Well, players do struggle with many issues when they travel with their national teams for long assignments like the World Cup. I had a chance to speak to Silas Ngong. He's one of two chaplains to the Cameroon national team, serving the players who need support by listening to them, counselling them and praying and having Bible studies with some of the players. I asked Silas and Gong to give us a bit of insight into what the players go through.
2: The first thing is that the pressure they, they, these players undergo a lot of pressure because the whole country, a country like Cameroon that loves a lot of football, is looking up to them. Eleven of them on the pitch, so they are actually carrying the pressure of more than 20 million Cameroonians, and everyone is expecting them to to win. You know, everyone is not expecting anything less than a win. And with that kind of pressure, it becomes too difficult for the players actually to um, express themselves. Um, they also have the pressure from the technical uh, bench. They have pressure from from family as well. Just like one of the players who did not play so well the other day, you know, he, he was telling us during a Bible study that nobody actually knew what was happening to him, but he had actually actually lost um, uh, the father to his to his um, son. You know, nobody knew. He kept it a secret, you know, and, and, and he disclosed it to us during Bible studies um, and things like that. So we have to, you know, be there to cry with him, to encourage him and to tell him it, it's not over yet. But some of them also have personal challenges as well and personal pressures. It could be um, the pressure to just earn a place to play you know that 23 of them on the team but only 11 have got to play a match and um, at most 14 of them you know and then the others would wait maybe eternally for their own turn to come and that is an enormous pressure to be able to manage as well
0: and silas it's important for football players to be motivated for those who have faith of some kind how does that help them to be motivated as players
2: I think um, I actually asked that question to uh, some of the team uh, players, and um, they had diverse ideas. Uh, One of them is uh, God is the one that created them. God is the one that put the talent in them. And it's only God alone that can help to develop that talent in them. So when they go back to God, it's going back to their maker so that he can help them to play at their maximum potential without any challenge and any difficulty. Uh, Others, they go to God because they know he is the almighty God. They don't want to go to marabouts or to witch doctors, like we we would say in English, because the witch doctors, um, if we have to classify, lower in their state than the almighty God. So they don't want to go to anything other than, you know, some thing or someone that is greater than everybody which is which is very very helpful and um some of them uh basically say that's their faith especially faith in god the almighty god is the best thing uh, that they have because they have tried elsewhere and it's failed them so it's out of experience and act of other failures that they come back to him and And that faith actually motivates them to give in the maximum that they have because God is not happy with 90%. God is not happy with 99%. He wants it all. He wants 100%. And because that's how God's standard is, they would like to play at God's standard another man standard.
0: That's Silas Ngong, one of the two chaplains to the Cameroon national team. From Solomon Shams, from Stuart Weir, and me, Steve Vickers, that's it for this week. We've got a daily programme you can access on our website. The show is called Planet Sport Destination Rio. The website is planetsport.tv, a daily 30-minute show giving you a taste of what it's like to be here in Brazil. That's on our website, planetsport.tv. You can find this week's show online there as well that's planetsport.tv do check out our Facebook page as well Planet Sport Football Africa give us your comments uh, as we put up posts game by game for the African teams and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production